0: Today's guest on Life is Art is Stephen Burgess. He's the founder and proprietor of the Steinway Piano Gallery Little Rock, which is in Mayflower, Arkansas. Stephen has been tuning pianos for well over a decade, working on pianos and working behind the scenes to help musicians of all levels sound their best. Stephen is a church musician where he started performing
1: before he felt ready.
0: What's this church that you play at?
1: I played a little missionary Baptist church, and um, I've been going there for, I guess, 20 years. My dad pastored the church when I was, I went there when I was 14, and he pastored the church for six or seven years, and I stayed. When he started pastoring another church, I felt like the Lord wanted me to stay there, so I stayed there. And at that point, I guess I was 20 years old. Um, my mom had always played the piano. So they they knew that I could play the piano a little bit. I've been tuning pianos for about three years at that point, point. and uh, so I knew a few hymns. So they, it's a small little church, so we didn't have any other person to play the piano. So they basically forced me to play the three hymns I knew every Sunday, and <laughs> finally I just kind of widened my uh, my knowledge of the hymns and how to play them, and started playing all of the hymns. What has been your
0: musical education progression? Where did you start, and kind of what's been your process?
1: Well, I started uh, playing, I'm trying to think of what instrument I actually started with. I think I started with guitar, and I took uh, from, uh, I I just called him Mr. Coop. I don't even remember his first name, but uh, he gave me guitar lessons, and he taught me all the chords, and I learned, I remember working for hours and hours and hours just learning every single chord that was on that chord chart. And I I can't remember how many chords I learned, but he said that, you know, I just had a passion for it. And I did. I really wanted to learn how to play guitar. And uh, so I play guitar. I probably started that at 12. And then I think at 13 or 14, I picked up the trumpet. And my mom and dad actually played the trumpet in high school. So they taught me how to read the top line for trumpet. And uh, uh, so I played trumpet for church and, you know, learned how to play and read a little bit of music, you know um, very simple music. It just, I never got really deep into it. And then, um, I picked up a few chords and stuff on the piano through playing guitar and I was able to pick out like the C chord and, but I really didn't know what it was. You know, I just knew kind of that, that pattern of skip one, skip one, skip one. <laughs> and you have a chord. Um, so I was, and then I just started playing by ear on the piano and not really knowing anything I was playing. I could, you know, if I was in the somehow playing in the key of C uh you know I wouldn't know that if I played an E flat you know it wasn't really in the key of C you know I didn't know how to put it in there or anything like that so um that's how I played piano and then when I started I started tuning pianos when I was 17 and then I started learning theory and uh intervals you know I had to learn all the intervals to be able to listen to them to tune them so um you know, all all intervals are, are, you know, chords, you know, in a way, you know, the four and the third and the sixth. And so I learned all of that and just the theory of tuning and through tuning everywhere. I was tuning at a Pentecostal church once and the musician for that church, he was just a phenomenal jazz player, just a wonderful pianist. He could play anything, but he was really good at jazz and he could just take any hymn and do whatever he wanted to with it. And I asked him, you know, would you give me some lessons? I want to, this is about the time I was probably 18, 18 or 19. This uh, about the time I was trying to play some stuff at church. And uh, I wanted to learn more hymns. So he uh, he said, yeah, I'll give you lessons. So I started uh, taking lessons from him for about two months. And he had to, he moved and went somewhere. I wish I would have, been able, he wish, I wish he would have stayed, but and I could have s- stuck with him longer. But those those two months, he taught me what is a key. You know what, like the the whole whole half, whole 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 half. He taught me the the equations or the the formulas of you know what a key is. And then he said you have to memorize, you know how many flats are in uh, E flat and A flat and D flat. And you know so it so when you see over there on the left of the music where it says it has three flats. You can automatically say, oh, well, that's an E-flat, because E-flat has three flats, E-flat, A-flat, B-flat. And, so and so I just committed that all to memory, you know, how many flats and how many sharps are in each key. And then uh, he taught me how to build out chords in the different uh, uh, what is it called? Um, inversion. 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 There we go. Yeah. So we got fir- uh, root, root, first and second inversion. So he taught me all the inversions of each chord, which really just opened, my, <laughs> just opened my eyes up on how to do it. So I learned that. And then another teacher I was tuning for, she taught me how to simply get to all the inversions of the chords without moving my hands very much. There's like a pattern that you can do, you know, for each key. And I, I did that for a little while. And that's really the extent of my <laughs> knowing music and then just playing a lot. You know, I'm in front of a piano eight hours a day. So I naturally, my hand naturally goes to tenths and octaves because I use that constantly tuning, especially tenths. And I remember I had to really stretch my hand out, you know, to really start getting tenths. So I'd just sit there and stretch and stretch it to where, not, you know, every tenth I could hit easy. And I use that a lot in playing music. This is tenths. I just love the sound of that you know that third they sound
0: it sounds much better than just a triad
1: yeah exactly so it kind of it doesn't muddy up the music i used to like play like triads with my left with my left hand it's really muddy sounding and uh so i started using tents and octaves and and then through playing uh contemporary music with bands and stuff i really was able to open up and you know learn all sorts of cool stuff Mm -hmm. just uh
0: Uh, Give me a quick lesson. What's one specific thing that you learned from that jazz player at the Pentecostal church that other than memorize your keys and basic music theory, what's something that he actually taught you that you've been using since? Can you think of something?
1: I'm trying to think of how to even explain it, but I can basically get, knowing three chords with my right hand, I can play, let me count how many it would be, like in the key of E, Are right there and playing three chords with my right hand, but you know I'm hitting every single, every single note in the key. You're using the left hand to hit that bass, that tonic. well, like with E, I could, I could use the third and the uh, it would be the third, the sixth, and the root of E. You know, and just you know, they all sound good with an E with your right hand on the A, which is the four of E. You know, I could do the 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 root, the third, and the sixth of A. Same way with B. And there's nine chords. Yeah. You know, but I only play three with my right hand. Yeah. So I don't have, so it's very, very simplified. But I can sit there and say, okay, well, we're, a, a five would be used in that song. I could just hit the third or the sixth of that five, and it would just make a sound way better than just the plain root. Sometimes the root is needed, but so, uh, most of the time it's not. So I can, when I'm playing, like, Come Thy Fountain. Boy, oh, that would sound really, that sounds good, but what if I hit, like, the third? That's just different voicing of, uh, of uh, the song, really. You know, right. and it And you know that if you hit one of those, sometimes it won't sound right, but it won't sound bad. And a lot of times it's like really cool sounding. Yeah. So it really makes me sound like I really know what I'm doing <laughs> when all I'm doing is basically taking the third, the root, and the sixth of the chord I'm playing with my right hand and putting the third, the root, or the sixth in my left hand. And it sounds like I've really done something. And
0: <laughs> so all you novice musicians, there you go. Hit that root, the third or the sixth in your left hand. And if you don't know what that means, ask your teacher or call Stephen.
1: That's right. You'll have nine chords in one in one key. <laughs> and all you have to do is three chords. <laughs>
0: yeah. Play us another hymn. What else is uh,
1: in your so heart? what do we got? I'm trying to think of something in a different key here. Um, well, you can play in any key, can't you?
0: coming next and making a momentary decision or sometimes even just stumbling across something new uh there's magic in that what does that do for your soul to sit down and play and to start somewhere but to not know where you're going to end up
1: i've actually written music that way you know i've actually when i was working on one piece that you know somebody else has written i hit something else that didn't really work in there but i was like wow that is really cool you know why don't I do something with that? And so I've gone from practicing one piece to uh, to writing a piece of music. And uh, and that's that happens, you know, quite a bit. Or it just gives you, uh, if you do something accidentally and you, you really like how it sounds, you're just going to keep doing it in that song. You <laughs> know, that sounds really good. So it kind of just, you can add your own flavor to the song um, through accidents. And, uh, and as long as that's where... When I sit down at a piano and you tell me what key I'm in, I'm really comfortable once, once I get to that point because I know that, all right, well, in the key of D, you know, I'm just... Those are going to be all of my notes. So all I have to do is stick with those notes. And if I stick with those notes, no matter what, if I hit the wrong one, I can figure out how to get, you know, how to make it sound okay. So that is uh, it's kind of the freedom of, uh, of knowing that if, as long as I stay within that key, I'm okay. So
0: tell me about the Steinway Gallery and what's involved uh, in becoming a gallery versus just a Steinway retailer. And I say just there very loosely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in, and then, of course, all the technical things that you are involved in because you do help many of these really phenomenal uh, musicians continue to perform at high levels. You're a key part of that. What does that look
1: like for you? As far as the way you become a gallery I think that I didn't really realize the depth of it, you know, when I first asked to become a gallery. You know, they asked me to carry Steinways and open open a Steinway store, um, and then I said, "Well, I would like to be a Steinway piano gallery. I'd like to name it Steinway Piano Gallery." Is that complicating? <laughs> Is that complicating things? Um, so, I had I had already been to Steinway, and I did um, the technical training so that is why they came to me and asked you know if i wanted to open a steinway stores because i had a reputation that uh that got back to them and then they had already met me up in new york at the training and stuff so i think through their knowledge of me already that's what made it happen is uh they allowed me to do it when i asked when i asked if i could become a steinway gallery i had to sign more stuff and you know only carry steinways i'm not going to carry any other new product Um, they knew that I was passionate about the piano and that I was, I was going to be the, um, the owner of this gallery and I know how to work on Steinways. So they know that their product is safe Mm -hmm. in my hands. You know, when they, when they can send it and say, this is a Steinway gallery, uh, they know that I'm going to give the best service with it Mm -hmm. uh, because I've been, I've been trained up at Steinway and this is, um, this is kind of what I did first was just do high end technical stuff mm-hmm. with pianos, so I think through their knowledge of that, they allowed it to happen fairly easy uh they didn't really you know drill me too too much um but uh turns out that they don't they don't just let anybody become a Steinway gallery, and I didn't know that really um I just kind of um i guess. I just ask. <laughs> don't ask, you don't get. That's right.
0: Ask and you shall receive. How yeah. many Steinway galleries are there around the globe? Uh, Sixty. Sixty. And now we have one in...
1: Mayflower, Arkansas.
0: Mayflower, Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Well, here's the hard question then. What do you play on at that Missionary Baptist
1: Church? Oh, you <laughs> caught me. <laughs> so I actually play on a, uh, a Yung Chang Pran Okay. And, uh, it's a seven foot six. Uh, so it is a semi concert grand. And before I became, uh, well, back when I worked at piano craft, I actually got that piano and took it to the church and it's been there ever since. And I've, I've kept it regulated and kept it right. It actually has a renter action in it, mm-hmm. which is the, the same style of action that a German Steinway uses. But honestly, I was playing, and this is, this is true. Um, it was just last week I was playing the piano, and I thought the damper pedal, pedal was on. Like, I thought the dampers were actually on the piano, and it wasn't working when I pushed the pedal down. And I looked, and they were straight up off of the strings. I've gotten so used to the Steinway sound <laughs> that when I played that Monster 7-6 piano, it's a $50,000 piano. Um, it didn't even have sustain i was upset with the sustain i said where's the sustain in this piano is my pedal working you know so i had to look and i was like this is so i felt like i was playing with the pedal without using the pedal there was just no sustain so
0: Stephen, has anybody ever called you a piano snob
1: yes <laughs> i am a major piano snob <laughs> especially now like especially in the last uh three years once I started working on new Steinways all the time, yeah. and now I have a nine-foot Steinway always that I can play anytime I want to. That's kind of one of the reasons uh, behind the way I've designed the gallery. I know we haven't gotten into that yet, but uh, I designed the gallery for, uh, for recitals. Put 22-foot ceilings in it. I acoustically designed this thing so it sounds wonderful with chamber music and, and recitals. And I have a nine-foot Steinway sitting in the front mm-hmm. for a five-year-old to play at the recital. And why would you have a $180,000 piano sitting there for a five-year-old to play who can't play Mary Had a Little Lamb? Because it's the experience, you know. If they can sit down at a piano like that and see what it's supposed to feel like, maybe they will really want to stay with it. Yes. And also, the parents will be there. They'll get to hear what a real piano sounds like. Uh, a true story. At my church... Um so we had an upright, it's like a lorry. And like the keys weren't didn't even have wood underneath them. They were all plastic, like plastic through and through. Uh the piano sounded horrible. Um I tried to tune it. It didn't even sound good in tune. So I asked the church if I could bring, you know, my pram burger over there to uh store it at the church, you know, and, and uh store it in the sanctuary, you know, on the <laughs> other side. <laughs> and I might play it every once in a while and uh, they agreed they agreed to it um but they said well we want to leave that piano in there you know and you can still play it because somebody donated it uh, which is usually the case with the church so i brought the piano in i played a hymn that i always play and one of the members said have you ever played that hymn before they had never really heard it from a real piano (laughs) i mean it doesn't sound it didn't sound anything alike you know with that old piano to the new piano uh and that's so when a when a parent gets to hear uh, like a Steinway or Steinway product uh, in a good setting like the gallery with good acoustics they actually get to hear what a piano is supposed to sound like and then maybe it will click and they'll say hey we need to get a better piano and what do you know there's 30 right here
0: so (laughs) let's start here it's an easier
1: sell at that point it is it is exactly I mean and I, I did the recitals because I want to. I want to have something to give to the music uh, community. Also, I, I designed it for recitals and chamber music for that. I don't charge anything to use the recital hall that I have, and I don't charge anything for chamber music. You know, the people that want to play chamber music there. Uh, and I promise, it costs a whole lot more to make that uh, acoustically friendly. <laughs> you know, than it would if I just wanted to have a showroom. Uh, so I wanted to do that to have something to to give back. At the same time, it's bringing people in to, uh, to see what uh, the best pianos in the world actually sound like. I mean, I have a wonderful customer base. The people and relationships that I've gotten through the years, I, don't, I would not be where I'm at today if it weren't for half of the people that I've tuned for, mm-hmm. uh, people that I've tuned for that have been so supportive. Um, one of the people I tuned for, uh, he actually bought every single chair in my gallery for the for the performances and for the recitals i had just normal folding chairs and he said oh this won't do (laughs) and he's just somebody i've tuned for but he is he has been a a mentor you know since i've met him and he walked me through my business plan i mean when steinway asked me to open the gallery and then if that wasn't enough he had to get me all new chairs for for the gallery and then other other clients have uh If not, you know, just... I feel like some people have actually bought pianos from me just to support me. Wow. (laughs) So... What a treat. It is, uh, yeah, just wonderful people. I mean, there's a lot of them.
0: I remember as a child going to the symphony. My mother would take us. She would get season tickets, and we would go. And as a kid, you have nothing to compare it to. You have no contextual experience. But that music inspired me and still sticks with me. And even now, when I talk to parents who are thinking of buying instruments, like my friend with the saxophone or whatnot. When you buy an instrument, you're not just buying a first instrument. You're buying a tool for inspiration or a tool for frustration. And you get to choose. And to listen to great musicians, that is inspiration. Yes. That is the magic of art. Mm -hmm. And how do you not want to not just bring that home, but create it yourself
1: exactly that's
0: the invitation is don't just be a consumer be a creator
1: that's right like i uh i think i said this at the grand opening um you know how piano is an outlet you know to me it's a way i worship god you know uh, some of the closest times i've ever been to god is when i am actually at a piano Mm -hmm. you know that and in his word Mm -hmm. um but when, you know, I've been singing praises to God and playing the piano, I mean, that that is just a, a way that I, God has blessed me with the talent to play. And then I'm, I'm playing for him mm-hmm. and it is, uh, it's pure joy. And, uh, so that is kind of my, what I get out of the piano. That's the main thing I, that's my true passion when I'm playing piano is for worship, um, How's your voice feeling now? Are you loosened up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm hearing "Come Thou Fount." Are you Come hearing that? Come Thou Fount. Let's see. What I, What would be a good one to What would be a good one to play? Let me think about it for a second. Okay.
0: That. Beautiful, beautiful. For somebody who's listening and is wondering what next steps might be for their child or even themselves as beginning musicians, where
1: would you tell them to start? I would say start with the piano. But and the reason, not just because I sell pianos and I work on pianos, but I feel like you can go from the piano, and if you learn music on the piano, then you can go to anything. Uh, pianos rhythm. You can go to the drums after the piano, which is what I'm working with with my son. I think he really wants to play drums, uh, but I'm making him learn piano for the rhythm purposes. So um, with piano, you can go to guitar really easy because then you're going to understand how the chords work and everything. And then you can just go to guitar. All you got to do is learn the fingering at that point. So um, I think the piano is just an entry level to music. Mm-hmm. to music period it's just the entry level to music
0: i agree one of my favorite things about piano is that it's so visually easy yeah, to understand i think that's
1: what it is it's linear
0: yeah exactly guitar is not linear <clears throat> it's patterns but if you can learn it on piano anybody i knew who ever studied piano when they're thinking of music they're almost always thinking of it in terms of the piano keyboard even some of my guitarist friends who started on piano they think of music in terms of the piano and then they translate to guitar for new or complicated things because they can see it
1: on the piano keyboard yeah yeah love that yeah so that is i mean i think that's what it is because when i look at a guitar i can't <laughs> i can't see the chords i know i can go to them because my fingers have memorized them but there's some guitar players that actually can and i think yeah. that if you actually learn it on the piano then you could actually go over to a guitar fretboard and figure it out yes you uh, have the music theory behind yeah, it. yeah exactly
0: Stephen, thank you for your time i've really enjoyed this yeah you're welcome very welcome Thank you for listening to Life as Art. You can find us at lifeasart.us. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Our editing and recording is supervised by YG Karen Bauer on the UA Little Rock campus. Go to our website, lifeasart.us, and click subscribe to receive emails about upcoming events in Central Arkansas and, of course, upcoming podcasts.